episode 468, How to Empower Your Kids for Life, with Alpha Brea and Mark Hirsch. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of the number one men's development podcast that is now a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. And it is my mission to share you the real stories, the useful stuff, the juicy stuff, and the reality of what it takes to thrive. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com forward slash masterclass and you can get this completely free 45 minute training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker and thought leader in under 12 months without desperately chasing and wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. That training is brand new for 2021. You can jump over there. It really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. Get an unfair advantage on the competition. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. Get to the podcast. Okay, enjoy the show. This week, we have a really interesting episode and it's going to be very educational. We have a three-way interview as well, which always perks my interest. And obviously, with my background in education, this is a very much, I believe this is a needed interview. We have Orpha Breyer on the line and also Mark Hirsch. Orpha is a world-famous talent coach and the creator of Games of Genius, which is evolving into something new which we're going to talk about in the show in 2018 he won the tribecta disruptive innovation award for his revenue revolutionary program if i can speak he developed games of genius for parents of children aged four and up because the educational system hasn't changed in decades and that's one of the reasons i'm out of the official educational system in schools is not preparing our kids for a world where robots and ai will outperform humans and replace many of the jobs that exist today so this is a really relevant episode. Parents listening to this, I don't know if we'll, we'll see how it goes if you want to have your kids listen to this. But, <laughs> but firstly, are you both ready to awaken your alpha today? Absolutely. Awesome. So we're going to start with you, Alpha, because you are the creator of Games of Genius. And also Mark mentioned, probably by the time this is out, what is it evolving into? And you're, I think you're restructuring, rebranding, just so this is timely for you. And uh, you know, if people go looking for Games of Genius, Tell us a little bit about, just briefly, what, what is it evolving into? I'll take that one. This is Mark. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we're evolving. Yeah, we're, we're changing the brand uh, to Mindfinity. So Mindfinity is, is going to be a re the replacement brand. But Games of Genius itself, uh, really, the program doesn't change. The methodology has been yeah. uh, in development by Ofer for the past 36 years. Wow. That's brilliant. So now we got that. So it, it, people go looking and they, they will have it in the show notes as well. So if they see two different things, they are the same thing. So just briefly, author, where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? I mean, we touched on where you're potentially going in the future, but just give us a little feeling of, you know, your origins, which are interesting and uh, how you got from A to B and as uh, briefly as you can, because I know there's a lot to cover. There's too much to cover. I'm 63. <laughs> I have an energy yeah. of an 18 years old. I have experience of a 200 years old. And basically, I, I was born uh, in Israel and uh, I didn't, I, I hated school, so I didn't go to school. And it, it was um, required to be in school. You couldn't be homeschooled in Israel. Never. Even not today. 
and uh, you have to fight for it. And, and um, yeah. my father was teaching me how to study. My father was a teacher, an amazing teacher. He's still alive. He's 100 years old. Oh, very awesome. very, he's very busy online. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he was teaching me how to study. And, and I think uh, this gave me, the, he gave me a present. You know, I was able to study 17,000 books, all of them, by the age of 18. When other kids well, went to school and studied a little bit, you know, about mathematics and, uh, and some other, other stuff, I was able to really understand the world when I was 18 years old. And thanks to my father. Um, yeah. The, the, then later on, later on, I decided I want to become a teacher, but I didn't have a degree. Yeah. So, and I'm always uh, fascinated because obviously if you're in Israel, do you have, you have your military service that everyone has to do as well? Yes, or at least all, yes. Yeah. Men and women, you have to go yeah. for three years. So how did that play into things like you? Not a fan of school. You're out of there. Then you get kind of well, yeah, forced into the the military for three years. Talk to us about you're that. Not, you're not forced. Oh, uh, this we, is I'm interested in it because from the outside, we, someone like me would say, "Oh, you're forced." So how does that? How are you not forced? Not, how not, are you? not, not really. Yeah. Not really. It's mandatory, but we want to be in the army, and it's a, it's a very simple reason. We we came from a Holocaust. Uh, yeah, our parents were Holocaust survivors, and we wanted to build a little country, you know, for the for the Jewish nation here. Yeah. And, um, and we knew that we will have to fight forever since we yeah. in this country. And since the country is giving you a great opportunity to live in a, in a very well environment and high-tech yeah. industry and, and great food and everything else, it's quite natural to think that you want to devote three years of your life back to your country. It makes sense to me, and especially if, you, if you've been brought up in that environment, but I suppose the, the only reason I say force, what happens if I'm sure there is one person or a few people are like, uh, I don't fancy this. What happens to that person? Well, they, they, they can try not to go into the, they can take, go to psychiatrist and get some, you know, permissions and blah, blah, blah. They can play the game. Oh, so that you, can, you can dodge it if you really wanted to, it sounds like then. If, you, if you're not going to be of, of service yes, or of help, they yes, can kind of... Yes, but most people, most people will not see it in, in a, as, as a nice movement. And as a oh, nice yeah, movement. I'd imagine it is, it's probably not, yeah, not looked upon well in uh, the community. It doesn't look well because each one of us should devote at least three years of his life for it. And even giving, you know, taking the risk that you might be killed. Yeah. Because this is no, a country I, uh, in a war zone. Yeah. And I like, I like, well, in theory, every citizen in your nation has at least done that, that, that piece of service and has that kind of built into them that, you know, to give back. Because in a lot of countries, everything is done for people. Military service compulsory in England. I, I wouldn't complain about that personally. Three years may be a bit too much for us, but <laughs> start with one. I think that's what a lot of 18-year-olds out. But, but I can tell you that there are a couple of things you can learn from it. First of all, uh, as Israelis, we have sense of urgency because there's always a missile running after you. Mm. Okay, there's a missile right now running after you. You're in, wars, in a war zone. So basically, the first thing that you get is um, being able to move fast. Second, you must raise here really smart kids. Because if it comes to numbers, we cannot beat the enemies. They, are, they, they have huge numbers of tanks and airplanes and combat planes or whatever. They have a lot of money from, from oil. It's hard to fight with numbers. We, we are a very small country that has to fight against huge armies. So the only way for Israel is to have the sense of urgency and, and to have at least for the part of us, an amazing um, 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 education system, just for the part, just for the top 10%, whatever, 2%, yeah. in, in order to be able to fight with our brain 
and not with the tanks. And yeah. this is what we do. Israel survives because of the brilliancy of some of its people. I love, I love getting this history from you because I think it will explain a lot in what you've gone on to do. Talk to us about, it might be more than one, I'm sure there is, but a, a key kind of awakening moment when you felt like this is the path I'm going to go. Obviously not a fan of school. You've done your military service. You kind of, now you've got some space to do what you want to a certain extent. You know, I went to after school activities a lot, like martial arts, music, drawing, you know, all this kind of chess. And I was very bad at all of them. I was smart, but not talented, which is not the same. And um, I wished that one day I would become a person with some talents, you know, because mm. I didn't have any, that I would become gifted one day, you know, because I was not born gifted. And um, I was searching for a process. And then when I was 23 years old, I started to write a process on how to raise musicians. Because I, I was also a music, I was a jazz player, jazz pianist. Okay. I created a methodology that is based on mathematics to teach music. And I've raised 3,000 professional musicians in the first 20 years after serving the army. Wow. 3,000 professionals. Some of them are well-known musicians in wow. the jazz industry. Well, this, this impressed me more because I am like, if we talk about people's weaknesses, I am a musical dunce. <laughs> You'd have your work <laughs> cut out of me. Like, I, I, I embrace the fact that everyone has like strengths and weaknesses. And there's certain areas that are people's Achilles heel. We've all got them. <laughs> I love music, but I am like, uh, I'm a little bit special in that area uh, and not in the best way. <laughs> I, will, I, will give you, I will give you a nice lesson for life in a second. Usually you have to pay 15 years to become a great musician. There was uh, one of my students, okay, he's well known. He's one of the top three in the world. Wow. When he came to me, he was 16 years old, which is too late already um, in order to study music. It's too late. At 16 to study music, it's too late. I'm 40. And, Am I done for? <laughs> yeah, you're done. Ah, so, I'll let it go. It's okay. <laughs> listen, listen to what I have to say. This guy came to me and he didn't want to study music. His father wanted him to study music. He was a basketball player. He wanted to, but he was wounded. So we had our sessions, beautiful sessions. We, we talked about girls and philosophy most of the time and a little bit about music. And then I was able to convert him to practice one minute per day the piano. Nine months later, he was practicing 10 hours per day. Using my mathematical model, after three years, he became one of the top 10 in the world. Today is one top three in the, in the top three in the world. He was not musical when he came to me. Yeah, that's Iran Herman. Iran Herman, I can send you some links. Oh, yes, please. We'll put them in show notes because I tell you why I'm really like, genuinely like, oh my goodness, my son who's upstairs, he's got like a natural urge ability we've got a piano he just plays on the piano and his fingers like he's the the piano teacher had a little look at him and had a little play and he's randomly just for what bearing in mind he's kind of like raw talent he just naturally goes over and messes with it he's like tell, tell, tell him to talk tell him to talk to me for 15 minutes it will change everything he does 15 minutes wow okay. i will show him something that will change his life forever is there particularly anyone who helped awaken your alpha, either from something they said, you know, in person or something, something that inspired you from afar? There was one person, he died before I was born. In the 1920s, he wrote a methodology on, on mathematics and music. The first model that I've read that changed how I think. And suddenly I started to think mathematically about everything in the world. I, when I see martial arts, people train, or having a, like, you know, a fight or something. I see it mathematically. 
when you speak, I'm listening to your rhythm, to the tone of voice, it's basically analyzed in a very simple way so I can, so I can do pattern recognition to understand you. This is what I do, okay? And um, so basically most people do that, but without the mathematics behind it. So if I'll talk to you, let's say for 10 hours, I will understand how your brain functions more than you know. Because I have this skill, I'm not a genius. No, I'm totally I, not a genius, I, just a skill that I developed. I have to say, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I like my movies. Has anyone ever said to you, hey, are you pretty much like Neo in the Matrix? And have you seen that film? Otherwise you won't get the reference. Let, let me tell you how I watch movies. It will, it will explain to you a lot. Okay. The Matrix, I went to see the movie. Then I went home. I downloaded the script. I read the whole script again. I used the marker to, to, mark, to mark different things. In, in, in order to understand the philosophy behind it, this movie, because it's a lot about philosophy there. And then I went to see the movie again, and I saw a different movie. Mm. So even, even in the way I'm teaching people, I'm teaching them how to watch movies, because most people, they enjoy the movie. I take insights from my own life from the movie with a, with a, with a system, so I can watch the movie, go home, analyze the script, understand the script, not because I'm a script writer, because I want to learn from it. I call them life scripts. Yeah. I take those life scripts, and then I'm trying to implement some of them in some way in my life. This is the way I, I watch movies. So you, you watch the movie, you have the script, you highlight, you analyze, you go to watch again the movie, and you see a different movie. It's not the same movie you've seen the first time. Most people can watch the same movie again they will see some things they've missed. Yeah. But they will still miss the essence. I tell, I tell you a film, I, I love that. And I, I pray you're kind of one of the reasons I rewatch certain films, not all ones. And, and it's not usually ones that you're just like, oh, that's a nice movie. It's films like a film I love to rewatch. And I feel like it's a different movie every time. And I've never gone to the level of obviously printing out the script. Inception. Inception. Leonardo DiCaprio. And I've watched that a few times. I watched times, it I, again two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, I feel like watching it again now after speaking to you because I feel like I watched that and, you know, especially my wife as well. She watched it and she's like, wow, I did not notice that the first time. But I, and it's just, I know it's a lot of things, but it's just like you say, you're, I've, I, usually it's me, I like a bit of time pass. So you're almost like a different person when you watch it again. And then obviously you notice certain things that you didn't see the first time, but I, I love you taking it to the next level yeah. as well. So I will tell you something about Inception because I analyzed it. And one yeah. of the movies that I read- I'm and fascinated read the script, by this, yes. And when again, if you watched um, Inception two years ago using my model of learning, okay, let's assume you've done it. You would, you would have been able to understand how the mind of people is functioning right now under the COVID-19 because they live in a dream, which, in, which is in a dream. Mm. And please remember, why is that? Look, first of all, you have to be at home. You cannot move outside. There's an outside world. You're taking data from the media and the media is telling you different things. You are confused. You don't know what to do. Each expert is telling something different. You can't analyze the data of the research centers talking about the COVID. So you're just listening to different people who are trying to show off that they are smart. And then you become more confused. <laughs> and now, because of that, you go into your belief system. You say, I believe it will stop in two weeks. You can't believe in such a thing. This is science. Yeah. Okay? 
So inception, okay, is a dream inside the dream, inside the dream, right? Within a dream, within a dream. This is the life of most humans today. They live inside a little dream called a little apartment, inside the dream of what the media is telling them, inside the big dream, okay, which is, which is being called the digital transformation. Yeah, I'm, I'm into this stuff. Fear, and how does fear, do you feel, plays that part? We don't know, we're just getting this. It's like within a dream and we're having to you know, listen to, frankly, some people are talking absolute rubbish and even in high positions and they're yes. misleading us. And you know, so then it makes the ones who are talking sense, it makes people skeptical of them because of other people yes. who are talking rubbish. So yes. like, talk to us about fear and you know, mindsets around all this and how people are, you feel might be so, coping or so not coping. It, it, so it's not a mindset, it's a data set. So what happens when you have fear or hope, it doesn't matter. Both of them has to do with imagination. Because what is fear? If not imagining that you will die in a hospital from COVID mm. or something else, or you're gonna lose your wife because now you're struggling at home with her or whatever, she doesn't wanna see you anymore. But also within this imagination world is a hope. What can I do that next time that the COVID will happen, I will not lose my job. These are the things that are fear and hope. So people will live within the imaginative world today more than in reality. And some of the imagination is created by the media. And the media is based on what we call digital transformation. And suddenly everyone has a Zoom. So something is happening. This is inception by itself. We were going off into movies and stuff here because I love oh, it. Yeah. But I have, I'm looking at the time and we are, this is, you know, we are talking about games with genius. We are talking about education for, you know, for parents and for, you know, their children, how we can do this in the process of learning. So I'm going to dive straight into that. So for the parents who's listening to this, who stuck with us and thinking, when are we going to get to this point? Explain to them kind of in a nutshell, as briefly as you can, the hook of, okay, I'm a parent. I've got kids sell this to me what what is like what is the philosophy the concept and we've touched on some very interesting principles but talk to us uh, about you know this area of expertise you have and the process and and again is mark who who would be best with this or we can talk about how mark how you're involved with this and well so let offer let offer take that question and i'll add some color okay as i told you when you talked i use mathematics and pattern recognition to understand you right to understand the situation here and I'm using Please, my yeah, you, feel free to, uh, I'm an open book. So if, if you feel anything, good or bad, just put it out there on the air, just because I think it'd be interesting as well. And just look at your hand when you do good or bad. But, <laughs> but look, when you go into pattern recognition, which is the most important tool in this world, the most important one, you can understand the world systemically, not systematically, systemically. You, if you, when you see patterns, you understand cause and effect. So now, when you go to the world of imagination, imagine, I take your child, he's nine years old. And I would prove to you, in an easy way, within seven minutes, you will be able to play 36 melodies with zero mistakes. What if we'll have another like seven minutes and you will be able to play 216 melodies and zero mistakes? I can believe you. Imagine that a second after you're learning how to create patterns on a piano, how to compose 36 melodies, remember them, not play each one of them twice, neither of them, you will remember what you played, what you didn't play. 
okay? And you're the creator, you're the improviser, you're the composer. This is pattern design. Now, then, after you're being able to understand the one pattern that I showed you, and then create another 216, 16 because of understanding the process that we are teaching, then I will tell you, let's make an analogy. Let's use those 216 patterns in, in music, in martial arts, within a split of a second, seven minutes, you will be able to do them. Now, if you, you can tell me that your child is very musical. Not sure that he is great in martial arts or basketball or any other fields. What I will prove to you, that if he loves music, he can learn any field at the same pace and get to the same level. Even though you believe that he was born with a musical ability, he was not. He just found a way to analyze those patterns on the piano, remember them and play with them. Not systematically, but still he was doing this, right? Yeah. Systematically can accelerate it. He can become one of the top pianists in the world in three years just by using our system. But at the same time, he will study piano and you will send him to martial arts lesson in, the, you know, in some activity center, yeah. some studio. And he will perform better than other kids who are studying martial arts because he's studying piano mathematically. Mm. And then he will go to school and there will be a history class in school. And he will understand patterns in history faster than any child. And he will fall in love with history because he can use those patterns playing basketball in the afternoon. And because he can play basketball so well, he will come home and he will design plates and he will cook like you never believed he can. And then in the evening, you will take out the chessboard and he will win because it will be able we to- do We do play chess. We do play chess. I'm going to have to learn some more this things if this happens. <laughs> I, I win most of the time. We, what we do, you will lose. What, what will happen, what will happen is, look, what we do, most people can send their children to study music or martial arts or drawing or comics or, or ballet or whatever, but the brain does not connect all the elements. Yeah, it doesn't it transfer, transfer. I love Yeah, I love the you transfer. You cannot transfer the knowledge from one field to another so you can accelerate your learning in every, at the same speed in all of the areas. Yeah. So some people become more musical and some people become more physical and some people become more, I don't know, whatever. And, and, but you can do... You can become multi-talent personality easily, you, but, but yeah. you need the model that will transfer everything. And this is, yeah. this is what we are giving to the kids. Well, yeah, and I want to talk briefly again, because I'm, I'm aware of the time, and I want to talk about you know, the games, the specific games and, and or examples that have turned poor performers into stars, transformed schools around the world. And also, we haven't mentioned, enabled your son to attend college at the age of 13, you know, if someone wants to do that. But it's like... I just yeah. want to find out about that. And Mark, you might be, you said you're going to add some color. Like, I'm aware we haven't spoke to you much yet. I, I did, I did build this as a three-way interview. So no, please it's do. It's okay, Adam. It's okay. I, you know, so, so I, I will add a little bit of color. I mean, Ofer touched on this word before, uh, mathematical imagination. Uh, we call it inventive IQ. So it's essentially, there is mathematics underlying everything, everything. And Ofer teaches you how to see it and how to use it. And that's really what the core of Games of Genius is. Perfect. Well, Mark, as well, I want to just touch on, you know, people are thinking, well, how is Mark in this conversation? So, Mark, tell us a little <laughs> bit briefly about 
your origins. It seems like you are the American arm of this operation or like you tell us, like tell us yeah, a little yeah. bit briefly about where are you speaking to us from today? Where are you originally from? I'm in Boca Raton, Florida, and I'm originally from New York, like most Floridians are. Uh, I'm a, fa a father of three teenagers already, and, uh, and Ofer and I have been working together for a little over a year now. Uh, it was uh, a mutual friend uh, put him in touch with the private equity group that, uh, that, I'm, that I work with. It's kind of a long, circuitous route, uh, but it was a mutual friend who uh, had read a draft of a book. It was a dystopian future book which touched on some educational subjects that, uh, that really fit in with what o Ofer is, uh, is doing in his methodology. So the mutual friend said, you guys have to meet each other. So Ofer got in touch with our private equity group and then I got brought in. So we, we've been uh, taking what he's done in, in Europe and in Asia and the Middle East and other parts of the world. He's doing this in schools uh, where he's essentially been hacking the educational systems. So he's brought his games and he puts it into the spaces in between classes or during the downtime in classes, like the Czech Republic is a good example of this, but there's other school systems that he does this. Uh, but he really, he had no uh, version of the program that was specifically for parents, grandparents, and caregivers. So we've been working on developing the program from, a, from an in-school kind of education hacking program into a standalone program that families can use themselves. And, Love you know, it. it's... It's taking quite a bit of testing, but at this point, uh, you know, we're, we're rolling it out uh, in the Americas. And so that the company that I'm with, uh, we have the exclusive license in the Americas. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be building this uh, Man, and, and bringing it to families. That's exciting times. Hey, Mark, you took from the, obviously from an outside perspective looking in, obviously we've got Neo yes. over here with his kind of like the matrix, but I mean, from a, from a parent's perspective who, you know, you a year ago, you were not aware of offer or the system. So tell me about, you know, your experience. And also, I don't know if we touched it in the interview, what I really like the sound of it, especially the way the world's going now, you know, as we're staring at each other on the screen, offline games and actual games away from screens and that side of things. So talk to us from as a parent's point of view as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, I, like my kids are all in public schools, except for my oldest, he's in college. But like uh, I went to private school and my education, I felt like I got a wonderful education. I'm looking at my kids' education. I'm saying, gosh, you know, I'm, I am really, I've been concerned about their education for years. I'm uh, concerned. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned for, it. Yeah. For years. And, and so, so uh, knowing the changes that are, that are coming, like, I read about AI like everybody else does and automation and robotics, but you know, what is that ultimately going to result in? It's going to result in tremendous shifts. Like, uh, you know, you don't want to be the, the buggy whip maker uh, or, or the horse drawn carriage service person when the automobile <laughs> rolls. Yeah. That's not yeah. what you want to be trained to do. So for me as a parent, I, I want my kids to be set up for a future that really I can't even imagine what it's going to be, what it's going to be like. You know, AI yeah. is, Ditto. yeah, it's changing everything. So, so that's what got me most excited about what it is that Ofer's doing. And then I was very fortunate. I, I came into working with Ofer after he had worked with a group of parents in Toronto and when I saw the feedback that these parents had for him, and when I saw the interaction, I said, okay, not only are they saying it's helped their kids, but they're talking about the cognitive effects it's had on them and how they as adults are seeing different things, you know, seeing patterns everywhere they go. I said, this is really something. Uh, so, so having seen it as an outsider and then 
begun to work with Ofer. Uh, I've gone to, I've traveled with him. I've, we've done some, some events together. I've seen him speak and he just engages everybody that he talks to. And then yeah. we've also had a lot of follow-up with parents who are in the program uh, who have just raved about how it's bringing them together, helping them connect with their kids, yeah. helping their kids to develop cognitively and like yeah. playing games with everything. Obviously, whatever happens in the future, you know, they're, they're going to kind of deal with it, especially with these, these, you know, these strategies and the tools and just their approach to learning as well. Yeah. Um, it makes you more adaptable. You understand the mathematics that underlie everything. You are much more adaptable. That's just yeah. the bottom line. And now, so I feel we filled in like how you guys are connected and it just dawned on me as well. So me and Mark met a, a live event in person. They, they seem like a thing of, you know, a thing of old fashioned thing now, but yeah, we met in person at a live event and that's how we've kind of gone down this rabbit hole. So I want to wrap, start wrapping this up um, Orpha, with the alpha round. I like to start that off with, is there a particular quote that really sums up your approach to life or just an all time favorite quote? People blame, like you by the way, the education system. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't and, say and that. I, I meet people all around people the world. People put words in people's mouths as well. I did not say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah people, boom. I can tell you, I can read all the time on, on Facebook. Maybe my off. face says that, I, yes. But <laughs> people are not, are not content from the education system. And instead of taking responsibility, they blame don't blame that system because this system will change very slow too slow it will change but too slow so stop blaming the education system take responsibility i agree invest with that. your time in your kids not your money they send them to the best schools blah 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 blah, blah and after the close of the day but they don't have time for seven minutes to be with their children and coach them you cannot just blame because if you will blame another system and the system will fail your children will fail it's about time that parents will get up in the morning and half an hour earlier, play with their kids, coach them to, 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 to give them everything that the school system will never give them. And, it's, and this is the, the, main, the main statement. Stop blaming, start taking action, start taking responsibility, invest in your children, invest your time and your efforts in your children, not only your money. That's not the issue. I mean, people can buy even our product and do nothing with it. So what? Change will not be there. In the future, if your child will not be able to be amazingly great in the fields of research and development, in science and in technology and in the arts and in economics, they will not survive. The life of your children is doomed. It's known, you can see it, you can see the numbers, you can see the research. And if you will look how 2040 is going to look like, did you know that 2020 will look like this in 2000? 100%. No. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yes. Did you know that, that there are girls and boys using Instagram more than two hours per day and it lowers their IQ by seven points per year in the world? This is Harvard Business Review research. Did you know that the IQ is lowering at times when you need more IQ? Who is taking responsibility? Instead of taking responsibility, what people do, they blame, they're shifting the blame. It's not me. So if my, my son will not succeed in life, it's because of school. It's not because of me. Mm. The whole, I was going to say the whole ethos of Awaken Your Alpha is taking responsibility. So I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. That's my approach to it. So I don't blame 
the schools, I may think they're a bit crap at times, but I'm aware of that. So I'm, I'm the blame, you know, I'm taking responsibility for it. And I think that's what a lot of people and a lot of people listening to this will be doing that, doing their best. They may not have the best tool and that's maybe where you come in. But um, yeah. I think it's important to take responsibility for everything. So, yeah, Mark, you was going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's a you know, part of the program is that Ofer actually has a, a system of questions that you ask your kids. It's how to coach your kids. And most people, like, I had no idea. Like this was completely new information for me. And, and uh, just the, the way to ask the kids and engage your kids in this conversation is that alone is, is worth checking out Games of Genius. I don't want this to just be a pure teaser trailer have you got any practical examples even like a question or one one of your favorite games just for example so people can get their heads around it well one of my favorite games is the square test so how many ways can you draw a square and uh and you know most people are very um you know they're, they're habit driven right you draw a square from point one to two to three to four yeah right? okay so so how many take a few take a few seconds and think about how many ways you might be able to draw a square Take a piece of paper and do it. So, okay, give me a second. And here's the thing is, I don't like to give away the answer to this one. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have a, like a, a quick go just, and then I'll just chuck out a ballpark figure. I'm gonna chuck it out there. It's gonna be something like a hundred plus. I've drawn it two different ways and thought, blimey, there's so many ways for the sake of this but interview. This, this is not the way to do it because you're guessing. Because you don't know how to calculate it. Again, it would be a boring interview if I just... <laughs> So I'm just, for the sake of this, I, so, I will get so to this. For the sake of the game, I did it yesterday with a girl. She was 13 years old. It was on Zoom, on Skype. I told her, please draw a square. She drew one. Draw it again. Did you draw it the same way? She said, yes. Is there another way to draw it? Um, she thinks, and she says, oh, yeah, I can start in the, in the second corner. Okay. So how many corners do you have? Four. So how many possibilities you can draw? She said four. Really? At every corner, you can go to a different direction. Did you go to the other direction? No. So there are eight, right? What if you draw with two hands at the same time? When you take the right hand going from left to right, and the other one from the same point going down at the same God, time. This is going to be in the thousands, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's more than 1,000. But what it tells you, what it tells you is when you have a habit and you use the same habit and you fail, it means that it means that you are not capable of seeing new patterns. It's the pattern of the use of your hand. And the same move can be used on a piano, okay, the same move can be used in strategy, the same move can be used in martial arts or in ballet. Because it's direction oriented process in the brain and when you see one direction you don't see the second direction so you think my child should finish high school and i told our son why should you finish high school and he looks at me he's my stepson right so yes he, he has a father biological father he says to me but everybody's doing this so i said to him you know elon musk is not like everyone and bill gates is not like everyone are you, you wish to be like everyone else? Are you sure about that? He says, no. So we have to change how you think. I think I'd say, I'd, see... I'd say to my kids, I'd say, Iron Man's not like everyone. They like Tony Stark in Iron Man. So <laughs> I think that's same. So they, he's pretty much, he's pretty much Elon Musk anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I character. wish you to be an Elon Musk. What I'm saying 
if you train the brain in a systematic way to see all possibilities, then all possibilities are possible. Yeah. I love that square. I'm so doing that square thing with the boys when I get upstairs. It's so good. It'll bake your noodle. <laughs> so I, I will give you my one advice. When you finish all of them, drawing with your hands, draw them with the feet. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's another one. It's gone. Right. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy. I, I hope the principle is made because it feel, I feel like you've made the point and it's a very powerful point. And this point. is just a square. And we exactly. Have Yes. And we have, I've developed 14,400 games. This is the easiest one. <laughs> is there or has there been a particularly impactful book that you've read at any period in your life, Orpha? And Mark, I'd also like to, if you can think as well as one, it doesn't have to be the most impressive book, but just one that you read at the right time and it cannot be your own. I'm going to go with The New Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Ah. phenomenal book phenomenal book that's about uh really just accessing your uh accessing your subconscious for uh for manifestation but done in a way that has more to do with uh with self-concept self-esteem and where you want to go in life it's it's an incredible work let, 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 let me tell you something you know to summarize it i've read more than thirty thousand books from each book it took something important for me so i can't tell you which one of them is better well, that is the challenge. Are you limiting yourself because you've got 30,000? So if you can do the process to get 30,000 down to one, that you can even give it the, the, the caveat that so this is the one you're recommending for awakening your alpha. I can give you an advice for it. If you take 1 million people who bought the book Thinking Grow Rich, there's a book like that. Please check if one of them became rich because of that book. You won't find it's the best book ever written by Napoleon Hill about how to become a rich person. It's actually the top ranked book from you know, all the episodes. It's the number one ranked book by people find, who answer this question. Find me, by find, me, find me from the 600 million people who read the book, how many became millionaire because of the book. And you will not find any. The problem with the books in the world is when you say that one book had impact on your life, it's an impact but you cannot implement one book in your life because you have different cognitive you know process and the basically the best book you can ever read in the world is the book that you will write for yourself as long as you know how to read how to write a book the book for your own success adam the adam lewis walker success book and it's good only for adam lewis walker He's showing us he's showing us the book it's on it's behind him you mean this one boom yeah <laughs> this is it yes i don't so have I'm a copy of that yet wow so, god something's got to change there i I, I can tell you of one book okay i can talk to you about elements that they took from thousands of books brilliant that's not a question though so i'm going to make this really easy for you what is your favorite book of the last, of 2020 so far? So we've only got three months. I was going to say of the month, but no, I'm, the amount you're reading books by the sound of it, it's 2020 so far. What's your a book? I'm, like I'm, working on a, like uh, I'm working on two books right now. Um, they are not, they know, we're not published in 2020. They're published long ago, but I'm no, working. No, no, no. Your books you've read, they can be from 1950. So I, I can show you the books. One of them is being called the I Ching. Is but this I your favorite book of 2020 so far? Or are you just showing me the book you're reading? No, no, no. This is, this is the most favorite now. 
And the other book is the Honor Manual for the Brain. These are the two books that's the most favorite this, this past three months for me. Okay. Out of both of them. I have, I've <laughs> had them before. I cannot because I mix the knowledge between them. Are you saying? I never read one book at a time. I didn't ask how many books you're reading. Are you telling me with all that we've just talked about, you cannot pick one book? I think you no, need I to can't. do your program more. Because I'm reading like 15 at the same time. Mark did it in no trouble. <laughs> I am not Mark. He's smarter than me. Ah, <laughs> oh, this, is, this is interview gold. I'm loving this. I allocate okay. data from different books and create my own book. I get That's that. That's what they do. This is my favorite book, but I'm not allowing myself to give that as my favorite book <laughs> because it's mine. So I get your own book is the most powerful. So uh, in answer to your one recommended book, you gave me two that you're reading now. That's fine. We will move on. <laughs> so out of all of your experiences in all your life, and I'll, I'll give you both, please, one person you're going to recommend, not 20 or 30,000 people you've met in your life, having gone through the bulk of this interview from your network, who do you believe would be a great recommendation to be interviewed on the Awaken Your Alpha podcast based on the interview so far? Um, Mark, we'll go with you first. <laughs> wow. Uh, I would say uh, Mr. Greg Horton in Rhode Island. Greg is a, a person that bought Games of Genius, watched through Ofer's Toronto videos in like three days. It's five days worth of videos. Yeah. And, and uh, started to immediately implement what he learned in his martial arts schools. And he has become a huge advocate uh, for wow. what we do. But this, this guy, is a, he's, a, he's a, ma a master of Kali and Jeet Kune Do. He owns 10, uh, 10 uh, martial arts schools in the Northeast and just an amazing uh, powerhouse of a, of a human being. Awesome. Orpha? You must interview Yaron Herman, this pianist that I talked about. Oh, yes, he's, please. He's yes. highly smart, very successful, playing all around the world, 200 concerts per year. He's also writing a book now about creativity based on music, based on my systems. I will send you some stuff about him. You must interview this bright young kid. He's not a young kid. He's almost like 40 years old now, but you know, for me, he's still a young kid. <laughs> and, and I think that uh, it, it will impact you, your son, and your audience. He composed in real time his music on stage, if it's recorded, it's there. If it's not recorded, he cannot play it again. And this is a composition like Bach and Mozart. Wow. He composed in real time. He's a real time composer because he studied the system. I think it would be the most amazing uh, 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 um, interview you can make with a person who is highly smart, really smart, and such a, a profound musician who built himself within three years in 10 hours a day. I mean, he has the role of the 10,000 hours implemented in yeah. his brain, you know? He did it in 10,000 hours using my models. Wow, that is a really- I will, And I will connect you to- I will You made up for the book now, that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And what is the best way people connect, continue the conversation, Games of Genius, or you know what it's gonna be known? going forward yeah, so absolutely know. so so people can just go to gamesofgenius.com right now we've got a, a seven day free trial offer and soon it's going to be changed to mindfinity and uh you know you'll be able to navigate to it through gamesofgenius.com so don't worry about that uh but uh you know go check it out and and give it a try we're we're adding a, a gamification layer to the beginning of the program which is going to be highly fun and engaging get to connect with your family and, and do things that are not plugged in 
Well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Our pleasure as well. Thanks so much for having us, Adam. Thank you, Adam. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com forward slash masterclass and you can get this completely free 45-minute training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker and thought leader in under 12 months without desperately chasing and wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. That training is brand new for 2021. You can jump over there. It really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.